you don't, you don't have to just pat a dog or a cat and leave it at that. Like we, there are a lot of domesticated animals um, that we've kind of created over 10,000 years and cows are one of them. Like they are, it's a big dog. It's hilarious. I mean, they have like, if they lick you, which they will do if you've got a bit of sweat on you because they want that salt, uh, they'll nearly like tear your skin off. It's like a cat's tongue, um, but it's yeah. adorable. And um, you know, they kind of like nuzzle you if you're not scratching them. You, you saw that with Milkshake. Like you were just sort oh, of yeah. like touching her, but not properly giving her a scratch. And she was sort of trying to show you how to do a better job at that. Like that's a dog. Like they're, they're just big, adorable puppy dogs. And I think of nothing else, I just want people to understand how amazing they are as animals. To reason with someone is to motivate them to do or accept topics, ideas, and issues through discussion and having conversations. This podcast is about the relationship with ourself and the relationship with others, finding our stability in our self-worth and how do we actually be in healthy relationships. We find this out through connection, compassion, and communication. Reach out, connect with me, like, subscribe, comment. I want to unpack whatever it is that we can to really get to the nitty and gritty of finding out how do we get better in ourselves and how do we get better in our relationship. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. No, no, no. No, he needs to know. Remember me before you Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Lawrence Fox, founder of Cow Cuddling Co. And yes, it is exactly what it sounds like involves meeting, sitting and cuddling, as well as scratching hand-raised cows on a farm. So essentially equine therapy, but cow therapy. So the slower heart rate and the warm body temperature of the cows induces a slowing of our own heart rate, as well as that nice release of oxytocin, that social bonding hormone. So let's get right into it. And I hope you enjoy this podcast today. Hey, Lawrence Fox, welcome to the podcast. How you doing, man? Yeah, really well. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. So our mums are sisters. <laughs> yes, we are cousins. Let's get that one out of the way. Yeah, this is my cousin, Lawrence. Um, as you would have heard in the intro, Lawrence is the owner of Cow Cuddling Co. You might have seen some of that on my Instagram. You might have um, followed him already, which is really cool. And you might just really like cows, but... Um, let's dive right into it, Lawrence. So who, who are you and what is it that you do? Well, I am Lawrence Fox and I, uh, historically I was, I am a strategist, a business strategist. So I worked in marketing agencies for a long time. And, uh, after living in Melbourne for a little bit, I moved back to Cairns just before 2020, which was. Uh, an interesting year, as we all know. And when things started to get a bit crazy in 2020, I went and stayed on a friend's farm just south of Cairns to try and get away from everything. I, to be honest, like I was pretty concerned about what was happening and I was kind of trying to hide away from things. I was 
listening to a lot of information on the news and thought that there were everyone was going to die basically. So I went and hit on a farm. My friend on the farm had a small herd of cows, pet cows that had been hand raised. And to try and kind of calm myself down, I was spending a lot of time with them. I was still working, working remotely like a lot of people, but I would wake up, go hang out with the cows, center myself, get on the laptop back in the house and do some work, have a break, go spend time with the cows. And after a while of doing that, I kind of realized I need to stop hanging out with these cows to make work easier. And I need to make work hanging out with the cows. So I eventually um, purchased this, this herd of hand-raised cows and started the organization Capital & Co, um, which I run today. Yeah, it's so cool. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's nice that it's sort of like, was like this just needs to be a part of my job you know this needs to be something that i need to fully take on so how many cows are there tell me yeah give me a bit of the bit of the background there's 16 cows uh there were i bought the cows in two halves so i bought my the original girls that i knew uh six uh, of the girls and then i uh, had to kind of save up money and and get proof of concept with the the business idea mm. and then i was eventually able to purchase the second part of the herd which by that point because they had continued to be bred um mm-hmm. had exploded in numbers a little bit so in the end we, we have uh 16 but that should be it where we, we're good at 16 which is yeah very cute um yeah it's a good little crew good family i was <clears throat> lucky enough to have a little tour by you um, when I was up in Cairns, seeing a family, um, and I loved it. I I really really liked how yeah you kind of explained it all, but just like how each one has like a personality, and you know you really kind of lean towards which ones you want to be with. Um, so the the concept, I guess, is it, is it similar to like equine therapy? Like um, how does how does the I guess it's like an alternative alt therapy. So what? What's the kind of vibe with yeah. it? How does it really it is, work? Yeah. yeah, exactly the same in terms of the uh, physiology. So with the horse um, and a cow, they have a large heart. They have a warm body temperature compared to us. And when we get close to those animals, we have uh, this kind of physiological effect within our own bodies where our heart rate is slow, which is naturally calming, and then we get an oxytocin release, uh, the neurochemical in our brain, our social bonding hormone. We uh, are then calmed, but also in a heightened social state. So while we're relaxed, we're also much more connected to the animals and to the people that we're hanging out with, doing the activity with. So it's exactly the same as equine therapy in terms of the physiology, but uh, equine therapy is really well established globally but here in australia it's really well established and cow therapy is relatively new certainly in australia but um it's over a decade old internationally started in the netherlands with farmers over there who would have a cow that was just a super chill cow and they would kind of put it out in the front paddock near a a highway or road and people could pay a bit of money and just come and sit with a cow and there it expanded throughout europe and is huge throughout the the us these days cow therapy so um, yeah, it, it is an alternative therapy. It's an emerging therapy in Australia. And there are certain use cases in Australia where it is um, 
it's a service that's able to be paid for through the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So yeah, yeah it is. Um, it's new, but it's, it's legit. Yeah. Well, I mean, super legit just by the just by me being there. I guess um, that firsthand human experience, right? I you do just feel nice. It's, I mean, you're out in nature as well, and you're super grounding. And um, but then, yeah, the cows come kind of come and naturally, whether you like it or not, you know, they regulate your nervous system. You know, get into that parasympathetic just by their yeah, their warm bodies and slowing down the heart rate. And I love that that sort of part. And I love the the concept of like connection, right? You know, it doesn't necessarily have to just be with other people. Um, it can be with ourselves. It can be with animals. It can be with nature. And, and um, you know, we don't have to overthink about it. We just have to go and go and do it. And this is a really, really cool way of doing it. So you said NDIS. Is that the kind of clientele that you're seeing? Like what what, what kind of what people are genuinely going, going in and, and getting support in that cow therapy world? Yeah, most people, it's uh, Kansas a tourism town, so we have an international airport. Uh, so despite being right up in the far north Queensland, fairly remote, uh, regional kind of area, there is pretty solid tourism numbers in Kansas. So a lot of people uh, do it. I would say most people are doing it as a tourism activity, like anything else around town, whether they're going out to the Great Barrier Reef or the Daintree Rainforest. But hmm. probably some of the more profound examples of people uh, experiencing it. We work with an organization called Mates for Mates, which is a return veterans um, service. And where you've referenced connection there, that was probably one of the first points where I had a bit of a reframing of the situation a little bit. I, I was always kind of talking to people about the animals and the connection to the animal as in like, uh, I, I suppose I, it's pretty common for people to kind of frame something in their own mind and then and then realize that there's a more dynamic um, mm. system at play. But when I had yeah. the return veterans come out, there was a a young guy, he'd probably only be 40 years old, and he was he came out to the farm. And as you kind of mentioned, like all of the cows have their own unique personalities. They're, they're Brahmin. They really do have uh, really unique personalities. I think you got along with <laughs> Milkshake. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, he... He spent most of the session, the hour-long sessions, just sitting down with uh, Cody, one of our little bulls, just laying on his lap. And and that's fine. You know, like people, some people want to know a lot about the cows uh, as an animal, what they're, what they're all about, you know, what's this bit here? Um, do they have, you know, teeth on the top and bottom of their mouth and all sorts of, uh, I guess, like technical anatomical questions. Other people... Yep. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the experience. He was just kind of sitting there with this this little, effectively like a calf, laying on his lap the whole time. And then afterwards, I was saying, "Yeah, it's it's so cool. Like it slows your heart rate or whatever." I was saying something. He said, "Like, mate, it's been so long since I've had something just show that it loves me. Like, I just really love the fact that that animal came up and expressed it. Like, I like you." And I want to lay down on you and just spend time with you. So it's been a really mm. long time since I've felt loved by something. Mm. And that was pretty profound for me because I, I kind of was in that mindset of like, there's this automatic physiological impact that, that uh, these animals have on people. But yeah. you even mentioned being out on the farm, like the, 
you can't gloss over the fact that people being out in this open space, like there's hundreds of acres of open, beautiful country uh, paddocks out there. Just being out mm. in nature is very relaxing and has its therapeutic benefits. But, but yeah, having an animal like that, these really expressive animals with clear personalities, being able to communicate mm. this emotional connection um, was, was important for me. And it's something that I, I can relate to. Like I felt it where I came in contact with a dolphin once where I really felt like, wow, this, like, this animal can mm. see me. Like I'm looking at this dolphin. Yeah. It's yeah. looking back at me. Like it, it's a weird experience to, um, or uh, yeah, profound is the right word. It's a really profound experience to feel yeah. connection from an animal, not just from humans. And it can have the exact same mm. effect and, and can be just as soothing. Mm, for sure. I mean, some would say more soothing, right? Some would, some prefer to be an, with animals, right, yeah. than 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 with humans. And I, I can kind of get get that because, yeah, I, I guess we've talked a lot about it offline. Just like the cows don't care if you've got post traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, autism. They just they just want to be with you, right? They just like, hey, you're just a human, and I'm just a cow, and let's just like connect, right? And I like that part of it. I really do like that part of it. Yeah. And I, I encourage people initially when we first launched, there was, there was a point where I was encouraging people like talk to the cows. Like they're really, they're, you know, they're therapists, they're professional therapists. So I was saying like, talk to them, tell them about anything that's on your mind. They're really good at keeping secrets, which is obviously somewhat tongue in cheek, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I think there's a lot that can be said for that. Being able to sit down with an animal that is, you know, they're obviously sentient. They're 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 real, living, breathing um, mm-hmm. beings that that like experience love and connection, and and you can feel mm-hmm. that, and you can really feel comfortable expressing yourself. You know, you would be able to sit with the cows and cry. You could tell them something that you've been holding on to, and you haven't been able to tell anyone. And uh, you know, I don't mean to sound like a, ridiculous like i'm being serious when i say that, that that's no. that's a beautiful thing about the cows that they are they're not judgmental in any way they just they love unconditionally they're just gonna love i mean there's conditions like they want you to scratch them yeah but uh, <laughs> that yeah, is the cows, like they they like eating they like molasses they like getting a scratch but they they do love uh, that's undeniable yeah for sure so i i guess the connection part's really clear um, and then even just as you say that, it's sort of like it can really have a big impact on how how we see ourselves and how we kind of show up in relationships. So I guess this is what this podcast is all about um, and, you know, all the work that I do and, and why I kind of had you on is because I can see that this, just what you kind of said just then is like this can have a really big impact on on anyone, you know, there's obviously a lot of resistant, tr- resistant treatment people that want to kind of explore anything that's going to find them peace. Right. And that's great. But I guess just, you know, you don't have to have anything going on and you can still just feel this like, um, I guess ease or peace, um, to connect with that. And then in those moments, it's like, Oh yeah, you know, does, does all this other stuff matter in my life? And I guess when it comes back to that worth, it's like, this cow's worthy to be here. I'm worthy to be here. You know, we can do that together. So how does, do you have like examples of like self-worth kind of how, how it can impact the way that we see ourselves in, in, in the world when we, when we can, you know, connect back to this? Yeah, yeah definitely. 
I think that the example of the, the veteran spending time with Kobe, that is a perfect example of self-worth. It really is. And that's where I kind of missed that point. And he had to kind of clarify with me, like, I feel worthy. This animal wanted to spend time with me for an hour straight. And I, I haven't felt loved and needed. So, um, yeah, yeah I was thinking like, the, the, yeah, the, but I think the best example is um, Cow Cuddling Co is a social enterprise. So uh, I don't actually take a wage from Cow Cuddling Co. I, uh, I run the organization, but there is one employee, Donna, uh, who's amazing and is the, the farmhand and spends a lot of time with the cows and preps them for the sessions. Mm. And Donna's story is amazing and, and it forms part of the, I guess, the social enterprise model in that when I started the organization, I kind of realized that it Look, there's a lot of ways you can approach starting a business. I wasn't sure. It was during COVID that I was starting this thing. So during a, a lockdown period, so starting a tourism venture where many, many tourism organizations in town were shutting down forever. Yeah. Really, uh, any tourism. Where they're being too aggressive. Yeah. I, I had to kind of consider that perhaps being really financially focused uh, isn't uh, look, maybe not the best way to go about it, but it's, it certainly wasn't how I wanted to approach it anyway. Like I was trying to say, these were just my friends that I wanted to like make sure that they had a safe home forever. And then from there mm. on to make sure that they were offering something to the community. And the easiest way for me to do that, I suppose, from a business standpoint was use a social enterprise model where apart from being an animal rescue farm, the farm employed someone and ideally in future, like several people, uh, who weren't able to gain meaningful employment. So I went to a local employment agency that specialized in providing employment opportunities for people living with intellectual disabilities, uh, mental illness, and they were able to put me in touch with Donna. And as soon as she came out and met with the cows, we knew straight away, like, this is a perfect fit. But Donna's story is amazing. She's been quite open with it uh, and has been, you know, there have been newspaper articles uh, nationally on her story in relation to cow cuddling coding that, she is a mother of three children, single mother who has experienced a lot. You know, she, she lives with CPTSD and has obviously experienced a lot of, of, of trauma in her life and has mm. struggled for an extended period of time, maybe a year, two years to get a job and, and had been with this employment agency and was showing up to interviews. Um, yeah. Despite the fact that she wasn't confident speaking to people, particularly strangers, she was going out there and putting herself in front of people and saying, yes, I want this job mm. and was being not bad, which is hard for any of us. So when she got the job with Cow Cuddling Co, she went from a point where in her own words, she was effectively suicidal um, and in a really bad place and suddenly mm. felt being able to show up to the job and have all of these cows rely on her and be able to provide support to me, to the organization, to people coming out. And uh, she, she had a sense of self-worth that she had, mm. had for years. And mm. her story is, is an amazing example of um, self-worth in relation to, to Cow Cuddle & Co. Yeah, and, and, and I did meet um, Donna, and I think that, you know, you, you gave a purpose, right, for maybe the first time in a long time to, 
to have like meaningful purpose in in life and doing through through i guess uh yeah an enterprise that that has so many other benefits outside of it just being a job um so yeah i mean how much value you can you kind of get from different things i think like there's the external side of things which is sometimes really great we've got accolades and achievements and jobs and you know all that sort of stuff like that's that's important but it sounds like much more that that the internal worth started getting filled up as a result of kind of being able to have that opportunity would you agree with that yeah absolutely and i can remember and donna's first couple of weeks working uh, on the farm there's naturally when people arrive they get a story of the cow's history uh when they went to school which they did that were they were at a, a yeah. local high school as part of an agricultural program but that was me talking yeah. through that you know these are the cows this is yeah. milkshake holly this is what they're all about this is where they're from and donna we were very clear like we sat down in advance and sort of went through like what you know what are you comfortable doing what do you not want to do and speaking to these members of the public coming along was not something that Donna was comfortable with, but within a week or two, she was coming to me and saying like, oh, you know, I want to try this. I want to talk. I want to do the intro. You know, I want to talk to these people. And, um, that mm-hmm. very quickly became Donna runs sessions end to end on her own. You know, I, I work and I do my own work. So there are times where we have sessions booked on the farm that I'm not able to attend. And Donna goes out there, preps the cows, deals with people, answers all their questions. Uh, it's um, really quite a, a significant contrast between where she was at in terms of me seeing her um, mm. in those first couple of weeks where she would very much be in the background, um, nervous about being around people, talking to people, to now where she is. Like, she's the boss. She runs the whole show. I, uh, you know, I probably... Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, the cows are the boss. We, we both say the cows are, the, are our bosses, but uh, she's certainly further up the hierarchy than me in terms of um, cow cuddling co these days. So, yeah, oh, yeah. It's amazing to see her confidence grow and her skills mm. develop. She, the fulfillment she's been able to get and that that um, the growth in her self worth. So there's a there's a lot that comes from that. Self worth is a a really significant aspect of i suppose like our contentment or our ability to grow as people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's so i think that everything you just said is just like exactly what it sounds like that 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 story of donna's is just like so beautiful and even like you're not just you're not just helping these cows live right so many cows are not getting this opportunity right and just like you had a connection with them and it and and you know, just change the way things are. So I think you're doing such a amazing thing to do that. But then through the social enterprises, you're also offering these this ability for people to have worth, you know, and then build their confidence and show that they can change in their in their life. And I think that, you know, it's just all all because you you know, from where from where you've come is just that now I want to keep keep giving back and, you know, obviously a really important part of Human connection and, and relationship in general is just like what we do we, when we're trying to do good for us. We, it just it's contagious. It starts doing well for others. So I mean, sounds like a big thing to manage, like all, all of it. Where there there isn't that I guess income component. Uh, it's like a side hustle, but it's a big side hustle with sixteen 
huge, expensive, you know, things that are a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it has been, so we launched like basically 18 months ago. Um, and it's been a really wild ride. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, look, cows are expensive. First of all, I had to purchase these cows who are, they're therapy cows, they're professional therapists, that's what they are. But the nature of those animals is they exist within the um, the production framework. That is, they are beef cattle. So, uh, first of all, like to start with, I had to purchase these cows at, the beef market rate, which means it was a very expensive, there's a very capital intensive um, business, to yeah. start, which is fine. Like they were my friends, effectively, that was the situation. The cows were potentially going to be at risk of being killed or sold or whatever the situation was. And I knew that they were hand raised animals who were, uh, had these amazing skills that needed to be put to use. But that did mean that in my personal life, I had to put up substantial yeah. funds to to kind of acquire them and establish the organization. And then COVID means that there were, there weren't that many people who were able to come out. Um, and living in a small town, there's only so many people in town who are going to be able to come along and get involved and, um, pay for that service. And then there's even a lack of people flying into town from all over the world. We generally will rely a lot on Chinese, uh, Japanese tourists in Cairns and tourists from all over the world. And, naturally that kind of dried up altogether. So it's been a really difficult road, um, trying to sustain an employee. Uh, mm. yeah, I, it's not easy, mm. but it's never easy to, to, to be the first at something. And I, and there's a lot of animal rescue farms all around Australia that the purpose was to try and establish this social enterprise model that was a hundred percent about cows, cow therapy, and where it wasn't just about selling cow cuddles. It was about providing a service where any employees are people who are really in need and not able to gain meaningful employment. We donate funds to a local cancer uh, charity. So Couch, which is a great, um, a great organization in town that helps people getting cancer treatment with all yeah. sorts of things, organized, getting a nurse to help organize their appointments, even just getting them, um, you know, massages or trying to make life easier, basically. Yeah, yeah. I knew mm. that, that that's the model that I wanted for Cow Cuddling Co. I did want to establish this third option um, with cows. There's, there's dairy and beef production, but farmers potentially will get to a point where they're, they're going to, to retire. They, instead of having a thousand cows, they might have 10. Um, and that's where I think the opportunity was for this third model where people could go, well, you know, cows are amazing animals. They're beautiful. Uh, you normally need a hell of a lot of cows to make money from them. But I really wanted to show people that um, this emerging alternative therapy of, of, in cow therapy provides people with the opportunity if they've got land, if they've got cows that are, um, and, and lots of cows. Like I have, I just sort of like deviate for a second and say like, that my cows are hand raised, but the best therapy cow I have, Holly, is not at all. Mm. She, she wasn't hand raised. She's straight out of the yeah. paddock. Like 
she just has a beautiful temperament, you know, that nature versus nurture um, situation. Like she's, she's the best. She is so yeah. calm, so beautiful, amazing with children. Uh, so it's something where people would have the opportunity to just have one, two, you know, five cows and run a, a business where they're able to provide a service to the community, but sustain themselves financially. The, mm-hmm. the fact is though, I live in a regular, you know, like a unit or in share houses in, in town. Like I don't have a farm. I don't yeah. I didn't own cows. So I had to buy a herd of cows. I had to lease a farm. Uh, and that's probably not the, what the model suited for like where we have people who are now looking to get involved. They're people who have a farm already or yeah. have cows and they see the opportunity to just kind of transition from trying to do these large scale um, operations where maybe there isn't that much profit there for them at the scale they're operating at where they can kind of pivot and say, this is more suitable for me. We can kind of just have a few cows and do this hourly um, operation in terms of people paying for for an hour session with a cow and that's going to be more sustainable and it is sustainable. So I've been able to get proof of concept there and show people there is a third option. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely taken its toll on me um, financially and at different points in terms of my own mental health. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. Yeah, I wouldn't tell me take any of it back. Well, I mean, this is what you keep coming back to, Lawrence. Is it this this like it keeps being like, no, 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 this is the way. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it hasn't mattered whether there's this like financial burden or it's going to be this or there's this. Like, you just keep coming back to like. This is this is what I want to do, you know. And this is such a this is such an amazing opportunity and such an such a effective thing that you've seen be effective. So I, I really like I admire that. I've told you that before. Of like, I told you it's crazy, but I've also you know told you that like I love you. That that's such an amazing thing that you just keep backing yourself in. Like, no, no, no. This is this is right, and that's real purpose. And I think that I mean it keeps us alive, but also keeps us strong too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. In in a lot of ways, like I don't have a choice. I know it's the right thing to do. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's been difficult though, and it's it's certainly I, look. I think anything that's worth doing is is difficult. So I I never expected. I'm not new to starting a business, um, so I knew it would be difficult. We all hope when we start a business that like our best version of it in our mind. Like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be a huge success and everything will be amazing. And, um, that, that is like, you need to be positive and you need to be optimistic, but the reality of it, there have been points in time where everything's been shut down. Everything's been shut down altogether and no one's been able to attend for weeks and weeks. And, and you still mm-hmm. need to feed cows. You still need to pay for a farm lease. You still need to, uh, you know, pay for all of your insurance and everything. So the, um, yeah, it's, I can serve, like, I can definitely say that it's fulfilling and I would never take it back, but like anything that's worth doing, it's been difficult. It's been hard. It's been really challenging and I can't overstate that, um, that it's, yeah, it's been a tricky, tricky 
um, journey. Uh, so what's been what's yeah. been like the, the main thing that's helped you push on? The cows, like it's, at, the, at the end of the day, like I'm not, I'm not like a good, this amazing person who's doing some amazing thing. Like I was friends with these cows. I'm my friends, like, you know, milkshake who you love. That, that's just my friend. I would literally just have a beer with milkshake. Chill out. So then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden where someone's like, oh, you know, milkshake may be sold into this kind of like industry where she may be killed or like may, you know, have a baby and then the baby's taken away from her type of thing. If that's the story that, that, that you're hearing about any one of your friends, like anyone's going to think, okay, I need to do something about this. So I don't really have a choice. These are just like mm. a group of friends of mine who are all at risk of, of having their lives kind of turned upside down. And I mm. didn't really have a choice. I had to do it. And that's kind of been the story the whole time at any point where there's been where I have to take my life savings and put it on the line to keep everything going for them. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? They're my friends. Like I don't have a choice. Yeah. All well and good that it might be stressful. And I'm like on the brink and thinking like, this is really difficult. I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. Um, I can't, you know, handle this at this point. There'll always be days where the, the, the stress, the pressure of the situation is overwhelming, but what, keeps me going is I don't really have a choice. Like I, I knew what I was doing and I was doing the only mm. thing I could possibly do to make sure that like my friends were okay. It's not, it's, it's not this altruistic, um, endeavor by me. It's, it's somewhat selfish. Like they're my friends. I want to hang out with them. I want to spend time with them. I want to in, you know, 20 years time, still be able to have a beer with milkshake. Uh, yeah. So, I don't have a choice. Like I, I don't, I I'm, ha- I'm, good. I'm happy. I'm glad I'm doing it because I can, I still hang out with milkshake. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's amazing. And that may not have been the case. And I've done it, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Like all things in life, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's worth it. I think, you know, just by the, the, the balance between the difficult times and then, and then the, the good times, it's, what those good times sort of bring, you know, that that makes it all worth it. And yeah, you know, love's a bitch, right? <laughs> love turn them into, you know, cows into really important people in your life. It's like, oh, now they're well, not people, yeah, cows, but you know, friends that they're now this this is the only way. And you know, I I love that. So no, I really, I really do get that. And you know, as much as you don't say you're altruistic, I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I do think that what you're doing is great because it has such a bigger meaning than just you helping out your mates. There's, there's a lot of potential help that it's going to give for a lot of people. Um, tourists are just going to help it become bigger so that it can provide support. And even some of these tourists that will rock up will be like, oh, my God, you realize how much I'm – reactive and how stressed out I already always am. And now I'm grounded. Like you're going to change people that don't even realize, but then it's also just going to grow in and in, in helping that other way. So what's the kind of vision despite all that? And, you know, get through the sort of murkiness of things. 
What, what do you want to see for, for Cow Cuddling Co? Oh, look, this, the, that, yeah. The murkiness is just because I've, I've chosen to pursue this from a, an unusual position. The, the vision yeah. for it is that people who are in a different position, people who own land, you know, have acres of property, have cows or don't have cows and are able to um, rescue some cows and, and spend time with them and show them that spending time with people, getting a scratch is uh, good fun. You know, the cows, are they're beautiful, intelligent animals that I would describe them as half-ton puppy dogs. Like they, they just they love a scratch. They love contact with people. If they've been exposed to that and they're aware that that's something that, that is available to them, um, mm-hmm. so people who are in a position to, to do it, my vision is that they get on board. I just want to see cow cuddling operations all around Australia because it means that more and more people are exposed to these really cool animals. Like I didn't realize that you could go, I'd been around cows. I'd, you know, pulled, I like a lot of people have pulled up on the side of the road and tried to pat a cow across like a barbed wire fence while doing like a country drive or, you know, maybe I've even jumped those fences before and gone into a paddock and tried to hang out with cows. And quite often they're spooked pretty easily because they live a life where they don't want mm. to see a human walking towards them. It's not a good sign for them, but yeah. I met these cows and they had a different view of things and let me kind of get up and they'd lay down and I could lay down with them and literally cuddle them. It was a bit of a game changer for me because we'll love patting a dog or a cat or hanging out with animals. Like I think it's, innate in human beings to want to connect with each other but mm-hmm. also with animals like you say um it doesn't really matter it's it's just connection connection is connection regardless of yeah species hell yeah um i want more people in australia to understand that these are beautiful animals that you can connect with and it's not even about um educating anyone in a pointed kind of way about about anything i think the wheels of change turn slowly and uh, people are always really quick to say, like, something needs to stop, like, this needs to stop, or I hate this. And we're in this um, world now, like, where things seem to be really um, divisive and, and everything, like, there's, there's a duality mm-hmm. to everything. Like, it's for or against, black or white. And the reality around cows is, like, farms are amazing, like, the people coming to my sessions, in terms of an occupation that's most common, people coming to these sessions are farmers, retired farmers. We have a lot of people who are 60, 70 years old who work their entire life in dairy or, or beef farming, spend their whole life with these animals, love them, understand them, know that they have personalities, and then retired and have been sitting at home or in a retirement village somewhere and for decades haven't had any contact with these animals that meant so much to them for their whole life. And they're coming out with their families to mm-hmm. fill this need that they didn't necessarily know was there, but like this hole where they hadn't spent time with these amazing animals for years. And I didn't necessarily pick that up. I thought this would be this tourism kind of venture where there'll be a lot of people from all over the world doing it because it's like it's a ridiculous idea. Or there'll be a lot of people who are, you know, big time animal lovers doing it, but farmers love it. I mean, they're like a little bit intrigued by it, confused by it initially, but they, yeah. they love the animals. So they're coming out. They are. There, there aren't too many people who love my cows like I love my cows, and the average farmer who comes out definitely fits into that category. And they, 
they really respect and understand them. And I mm. think that's something that I want to see for a lot more people. You know, I think if everyone in Australia could spend an hour with a cow, you would just see people um, have... It doesn't matter what, what behaviors change in people or stay the same, but just having respect for those animals. Like I, I want people to be in the situation I'm in where you don't, you don't have to just pat a dog or a cat and leave it at that. Like we, there are a lot of domesticated animals um, that we've kind of created over 10,000 years and cows are one of them. Like they are, it's a big dog. It's hilarious. I mean, they have like, if they lick you, which they will do if you've got a bit of sweat on you because they want that salt. Uh, they'll nearly like tear your skin off. It's like a cat's tongue, um, but it's yeah. adorable. And um, you know, they kind of like nuzzle you if you're not scratching them. You, you saw that with Milkshake. Like you were just sort oh, of yeah. like touching her, but not properly giving her a scratch. And she was sort of trying to show you how to do a better job at that. Like that's a dog. Like they're, they're just big, adorable puppy dogs. And I think if nothing else, I just want people to understand how amazing they are as animals. And I want to see more and more people doing it because those farmers, you know, they don't need a 20-year gap or a 30-year gap where they're not able to deal with these animals. Like, if they are in that industry, they've got the infrastructure there, well, why not downscale their herd to just a few really beautiful um, cows with, like, great temperaments and expose people to these animals? Like, children children are the best. Children are the mm. best um, in terms of seeing how amazing it is. In terms of, like, a medical use case, children with ASD, autism spectrum disorder, who come out to the farm, I greet everyone at the front gate and say, hey, welcome to Cow Cuddling Co. And they don't want to look at me. They're like hiding behind their parents. They won't say anything to me. And then five minutes with the cows, they're talking to me like, Lawrence, this cow's doing this for this reason. This cow wants this. And, and explaining mm. to me what the cows are and talking to the cows. And their parents are just like, they, they, they never talk to strangers. This is so crazy. And that huge release of the social bonding hormone yeah. um, has such a, a profound effect and that's where doctors will actually prescribe like cuddle a cow uh, and it's able to be paid for by the NDIS because it, it provides it builds their social capacity you know doing that each month for a year will take a child from being completely disconnected socially so yeah 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 having some experience and some skills around talking to people engaging with people asking questions answering questions so um yeah, I, my vision is to just let the cows do what they do. Like, this isn't me. Again, it's not about me. I'm not doing anything amazing. I'm just, I just saw that the cows were amazing and I'm just trying to show mm. everyone else. I just want to show everyone these, yeah. these cows yeah. are amazing. Yeah. I think that someone needs to be able to do that. And I think that, the, you know, the way that you are is, is also a really important part to, to be that, you know steer towards it so look i i love that the the farmers go and i guess i'm just going to ask one more question because i'm so intrigued by that part it's like i guess because it's like the farmer cow relationship they might have their respect for each other but then because they're not not necessarily have been hand raised they don't they're not able to have that there's like a gap between that connection like you said that they might be more scared of humans because of you know, what's about to happen and the caged part and abattoirs and all that stuff. So they're coming to you to be like, oh, my God, like I can I can know what it's like where we can both drop our guard and be with this cow, and I've never really been able to do that. Is that kind of the, the thing that you're talking about? 
It's to be honest, no, I think like, no, I think like, I think farmers have the exact same relationship that I have with my cows from what I can tell. The farmer, so across the road from our farm is the beef cattle farm where the cows originally came from. And Ellen, who is a farmer there, has maybe 200 cows. She knows every single cow's name um, immediately, knows their personality. She sent the cows to a local high school as part of an agricultural program when they were calves. And they were hand-raised by the students there. When they came back to her farm, she could see that they were very familiar with human contact. And so she gifted them to the neighboring farm as pets. So farmers, there is a requirement for them to, to kind of commodify the animal and, and go through that process. But I know that that is a brutal process emotionally for Ellen. If she's having to send cows that she's known for mm. years and has raised and mm. she's named them to market. I, I, so people don't like to necessarily, this is again about people wanting things to be black and white, but the reality is farmers do have an intimate relationship with the cows. They do, yeah. they do mm. cuddle their cows. They do spend serious, um, you know, time building a connection with the animals. It just so happens that yeah. they have developed a professional skill to, to switch off at a certain point and, and allow the commercial nature of the situation to take its course. But, uh, I mm. guarantee you, Alan has, has shed many, many tears over the years uh, letting go of, of cows, and that's just something that she would have to deal with as part of her uh, her job. You know, like she's got to pay, you got to pay the bills. Um, but mm-hmm. that, I don't think there is any difference between the level of connection that exists between between cows and a farmer and and me like i'm not a farmer i don't farm the cows like they, they don't breed i've, I've gotten to a point where yeah. there's no breeding and i sound like i'm running jurassic park here there's no breeding of the cows the cow can link co yeah um, but i think I, I still sort of have called myself a farmer or whatever like almost yeah i i relate like put it this way i relate to the farms i don't really see any difference like i'm not breeding cows i'm not producing any dairy products. I'm not selling them for beef, but I'm doing exactly what looking after them, making sure they're safe, healthy, yeah. cared for, loved. So uh, it's difficult to differentiate. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation. <laughs> I could talk to you for ages about this stuff because, you know, there's so many different facets. Like it could just be this one little thing. Like it's just cuddling cows, but there's, I do think it's actually... You know, everything kind of touches everything and there's lots of factors and domains within this. So I really appreciate you talking so much and in so much depth about it all. So how how can people, one, cuddle a cow um, and two, watch, you know, get in touch with you and then find what the hell we're talking about and see it in action? Yeah. Uh you can cuddle a cow if you are visiting the, the Cairns area. Um, yeah, our website's cowcuddlingco.com. And that's that's the way that people can get on. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So your normal social media channels if you want to see Sally, Holly, Milkshake being cuddled. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're adorable. Um, yeah. We are also looking to move down into Victoria in the not too distant future. So the kind of the greater Melbourne region, I would 
I would encourage people uh, who are interested, particularly if they have a farm, they've got some sort of property or they're interested in it to get onto our website. We do have uh, an area of the website dedicated to people who are interested in opening their own franchise. Um, cool. We do have a well-established model. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping that people will not just have to access the website and have a look on, uh, you know, at TikTok videos of the cows kind of drooling and, and loving getting uh, a scratch that people will just be able to visit their local cow and co um, operation because, you know, that again, that's, that's the point. Like it would be great if there were people in need of employment opportunities, whether it's because they're living with mental health issues or living with intellectual disabilities all over the Australia. So yeah, people can get online and check it out. They can travel to Cairns and come cuddle a cow or they can talk to people they know who have properties and, um, you know, do it, do it yourself. Like it's, it's a viable option if you are in a position to do it. Amazing. Well, thanks so much, Lawrence. Um, I'll put that all up on the um, show notes as well. And, um, yeah, I'll put that through my Instagram too because it's good content, a little bit of cows. It um, just makes people stay. If that's the best thing and that's the closest we can get to even coming, then great. You're making people's day, which is also amazing. I'll see you soon. Lots of love. Yeah, it's all the cows. It's all the cows. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. See you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, just a quick note that I have a event coming up, which is a masterclass, um, which is all about self-knowledge and the power of what that can do and how that can be the first starting point of finding and rediscovering and reconnecting to our own worth. Um, there is also a course coming up, which I'm really excited about. So six weeks online three workshops interactive it's going to be really great it's going to be that next expansion immersion into finding the true worth within ourselves and that authentic version of us that's always been there but really just reconnecting to it so if you're interested in that please hit me up and um, follow the emails and social media and yeah come and join me i think it'll be a beautiful space today's song i thought it was fitting cow cuddling co it's a classic from the one of the Toy Story movies, so enjoy. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour we spent together lives within my heart. And when she was sad, I was there to dry her tears. And when she was happy, so was I. When she 